Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Well, guys, that was a big one, a very important win on this Thursday night. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Ole Miss gets a two to nothing win. Kind of a weird, weird game, weird feeling game, but a win nonetheless, and a very important one, a relaxing one as well. Now that it's over for Ole Miss fans, especially when you're talking about their postseason hopes. So, welcome in. Here's your post game reaction. Ole Miss is two to nothing win over Georgia. These and every Rebel Report podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems, based in Jackson. They do serve the entire state. Don't let that label fool you. If you're on the coast, if you're in North Mississippi, Tupelo, the Delta, they can serve you wherever you are in the state of Mississippi. Advantage Business Systems, ABS, they're an office technology solutions company. Uh, they do copiers and printers, mail machines, shipping systems, IP phones. Uh, cloud storage, data security, stuff like that. Office technology solutions for the entire state of Mississippi. When you call ABS, you get a live person every time, local support for every solution that they offer. Their techs are scattered across the state of Mississippi, and they are there to help you. If you want uh, a complimentary office technology assessment or to find out more about ABS, call 601-362-9192 or visit absms.com and tell them that I sent you. All right, two to nothing is the final score. Uh, Georgia obviously did not score in the game for Ole Miss. The scoring came in the fourth and the sixth, a run apiece. Just seven hits uh, for Ole Miss in the game. McCants had a couple. Chatney, Gonzalez, Graham, and Bench all had one. Elko did as well. He drew the start tonight, and I'll get to that here in a second. Those are your seven hits for Ole Miss. But the story, as is tradition at this point, is Doug Nikhazy was absolutely flat out, unbelievably dominant yet again. Uh, 13 strikeouts and seven complete and scattered four hits. Did walk two, but scattered four hits. 13 strikeouts. And I, I don't know what else I can say about this dude at this point. I mean, seriously, I, I don't know what else I can say about Doug Nikhazy. It, it's the same thing every week at, at this point. Uh, the fact that he is not in, in higher consideration for SEC Pitcher of the Year is a massive, massive oversight. Just an absolute massive oversight. Uh, he is dominating every lineup. He is basically a guaranteed win for Ole Miss when he's on the mound and uh, just showed you again tonight in a game that, not necessarily that they didn't need to have, but now that Ole Miss gets this win, there's a lot of relaxing that can go on after this. He was dominant when his team needed him to be because he's always dominant when his team needs him to be. Locating his fastball, his breaking pitch was sharp, uh, was in a tight spot just once, uh, a throwing error, let a runner get to second, and he got doubled up the next batter. I mean, that was the tightest spot in the game maybe. Um, just another excellent outing where Doug Nikhazy did everything that you could possibly ask him to do. Now, one thing that I'm, I'm being nitpicky here, so please forgive me, but one thing that uh, that happened tonight that I didn't particularly like was, um, and, and I know it's an important game and you needed to get a win and stuff like that, but he threw another 115 um, pitches again tonight. Uh, so he's really... Um, 
ran up his pitch count the last few weeks. And if Ole Miss is able to get one of these next two games, I would consider giving him the week off in Hoover. Uh, or if they're going to pitch him, keep him on a very limited pitch count because if Ole Miss gets one of these next two, um, uh, I would really limit him in Hoover. That's just me. But a, a dominant outing tonight, that's splitting hairs. He was just absolutely dominant. Uh, Taylor Broadway came in and slammed the door. Uh, got dicey there for a little bit in the eighth, but not really. And um, just an all-around great night from those two, and that's what you can expect every time you have those two on the mound, basically. Um, that is a one-two punch that can beat anybody in the country. They showed you that last week. And uh, they get the ever important win tonight. Uh, Ole Miss didn't really get to see much from Luke Wagner. Uh, Justin Bench hit a ball off his leg. He had to leave the game. Uh, so things kind of got weird for Georgia there for a little while. Uh, Michael Polk came in and definitely uh, pitched more than he ever has in his career. Um, and he kind of shut Ole Miss down. I mean, Ole Miss scored two runs on him, but that was only on three hits. They struck out five times. Um, I am not going to read into this really at all. Uh, to tell you the truth, it, it was a weird night offensively. They had the bases loaded with uh, with nobody out, and uh, a, ba- a base running mistake after a really nice play from the first baseman uh, led Ole Miss to not score any runs in that inning. That probably could have blown the game open, but um, it, it's just one of those nights uh, where the best offense in the SEC couldn't really get it going. I'm not concerned with it. They've hit and hit well, much better pitching than this. Uh, they just didn't have it tonight. But that also underscores the issue with this team when you're talking about postseason play is they can't have nights like this when Doug Nikhazy's not on the mound. But that's a, a concern for another day. Uh, I'll just focus on tonight. This win and what it means is the most important thing now because I think I think that this means that Ole Miss is going to host a regional. Uh, you would like to solidify that by winning one of these next two. Uh, but I think getting to 17 wins in conference basically solidifies that. This is a weird year. Maybe they could change things up, but all the metrics say that even with a loss in the next two games, Ole Miss will be hosting a regional. That 17 mark is a pretty significant number, uh, and if they get one of these next two, you can go ahead and make your plans uh, for two weeks in Oxford being there for a regional. So getting this game one win in a series where you needed to at least get one um, I think the guys can relax a little bit and play loose this weekend because I think they've did what they needed to do this weekend in order to make sure that they are hosting uh, a regional. So you would like to see the offense ba- bounce back tomorrow and hit the baseball a little bit better. Um, obviously, you want to see Derek Diamond uh, put out a better outing than what you saw last week against Vanderbilt. It's a very important confidence day for him tomorrow um, to, to put out a good outing as they head towards the SEC tournament and um, get ready for regional play. And after this win, I think that regional, you know, it's not breaking news or anything like that. It's not really a strong take. I think it's pretty obvious that uh, at this point, Ole Miss will be hosting a regional, barring something insane. So Nikhazy was dominant. Broadway was good. Ole Miss gets a much-needed win on a weird night in Athens and uh, sets up a really good start anyway for uh, for this weekend. Couldn't have asked for much better, and they're off and running. 
So we'll see how they handle it coming up on Friday and Saturday. But for now, um, you guys should feel pretty good about your baseball team and uh, where they're going to be come this postseason. So thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget the podcast also brought to you by these breakdowns and also the regular uh, weekday versions of this by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Your Rebs are on the road this weekend, so it's a perfect time for you to get behind the grill and just perfect weather coming your way. I mean, lows tomorrow night of 64 and Saturday of 61, highs in the mid-80s. That's just beautiful grilling weather, and get that started at LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue or get one of their daily lunch specials. You can get that on Friday. Uh, Monday through Friday, but since you're listening on Friday, you can still get it, but they are open seven days a week. So go by and see Greg and tell him we sent you. Thank you for tuning in to the quick post-game reaction podcast. Uh, really not much to say other than Nikhazy was what Doug Nikhazy is, and that's really the story. Tends to be that way when he pitches. It's just a hell of a player. And then Tim Elko drawing the start. I, real, so I think it's obvious now why they chose to do that because he can run a, a little bit. It looks painful, uh, but he can do it. I think my first thought was they must be, w- be okay with having a super slow runner on the bases. If that's how it works out uh, upon further review, I think it's more simply if you start Tim Elko, you are more likely to get him multiple at bats. And tonight that's what happened. It's exactly what happened. Uh, he struck out his first two times up. His third time up, he rips a base hit into the gap. I like this approach better than using him to pinch hit late. The more at-bats for a guy like him, the better. So that was an interesting call, and I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. And it's just still remarkable that he is on the field at all. It's just insane. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow night. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.